Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. Robert, along with House of Houston's Brian Patterson, welcome to the Rockets Warriors Game 4 postgame show. The Rockets have turned this into a three-game series after the 112-108 win. And Brian, you were at this one. What was it like to be in-house? Oh, it it was just an incredible experience. Um, you never know with Houston fans because they could be mighty fickle. You know whether or not it's going to be loud, whether the people are going to be in their seats. You know at at tip off, but with this late start tonight uh, at eight thirty, um, it, it was great for the fans, and uh, they were loud from the beginning to the end. But it did get real quiet, and we'll talk about it. You know, late in the fourth quarter. When the Warriors started coming back, that's the only time where kind of the momentum shifted with the crowd. But uh, I especially love the moment uh, with Draymond Green where he he was acting like he he had gotten fouled and, you know, he had kind of taken a hard shot. And uh, the the fans were just viewing it, uh, just booing him just because of, you know, just his antics. And I'm actually quite frankly tired of it. Worcester League would come down hard on him on it. it it's just something that needs to be done but i don't know i guess the nba likes a villain but but certainly the things he gets away with it it ceases to amaze me yeah we're going to get back to that but you're right late in the fourth quarter it was like uh as a rockets fan you were holding on for dear life brian you know when you're like on one of those cliffs and you're hanging by your fingernails trying to hold on right (laughs) i was like oh no and then you know durant gets going they got really physical and that's what i like about this series is that they've they've gotten a lot more physical i saw a lot more ball movement from the rockets which that's what they thrive on i really you know it's okay because it it does you know, when you do isolation plays, it can be productive, especially with a player like James Harden. But when you're moving the ball, you can make things happen, especially when you don't have it in your hands and you just keep moving. Um, there's a play I could recall what in the second half, and it was almost back-to-back with uh, Austin Rivers. Chris Paul was cutting to the basket. It looked like he was going to go on and shoot it. He was, uh, you know, maybe about nine or ten feet away, but there was a there was Austin Rivers cutting to the right toward the bucket. They didn't even see it coming, and he lays it in. So that was beautiful. Clint Capella could have probably dunked it or laid it in himself. He saw an open P.J. Tucker to his left in the corner, nails a three. So these are the types of things that that make the Rockets thrive and what you have to do uh, to beat the Warriors because you're not going to do it with isolation. Um, they were doing a little bit of that with uh, Kevin Durant and uh, Steph Curry. And, you know, part of the keys of the game was to try to neutralize uh, Kevin Durant. I don't think that's going to even be possible. But, you know, they still had monster games, you know, 30 points plus, multiple rebounds. And the Rockets still found a way to win. Yeah, you're not going to do much with uh, Kevin Durant. That That is true. I, I don't know what, what you can do. That, that They've got yeah. P.J. Tucker and... He's doing everything. He, you say every every game, oh, P.J. Tucker, he's doing a great job. But it doesn't seem like it when you look at the stats at the end of the game. But but he is. And you mentioned the guy, Brian, where I, I feel like this series has slowly turned. Like it, it's, it's slowly. It feels like uh, you're trying to move around a cruise ship, making a left or a right. But uh, you Ooh. mentioned Austin Rivers. Uh, Capella. Yeah. Only plays 21 minutes in this game. Green and Nene barely played seven minutes total. Daniel House still has a hurt toe, but the huge storyline, really, this series, 
has turned on Austin Rivers playing and Capella not playing. And Brian, it's the Rivers five, which is out dueling now the dangerous Hampton five. I like it. And it's a small lineup, too. And I was shocked that uh, Dan Tony went with it. He stayed with it for quite a bit because it, it was a yielding production. I mean, you, you what your tallest guy in that lineup is probably what PJ Tucker would at six seven. So you really don't have uh, a, a true bona fide center. If PJ Tucker is six seven, then I'm Yao Ming, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's about maybe six foot four. I mean, he's he's built. He's got those muscles and yeah. he's got a big head, but it, it just doesn't reach. I don't think that high. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean. Definitely, uh, it's small, but I mean, you know, you you just have to out hustle guys for rebounds and they won the rebounding again, Brian, for the second game in a row after getting slaughtered in that game too. And it was just terrible. This game, they, they, they win. It was a little bit closer than it was in game three, but you know, they, they pull it out. And I mean, that's, that's another key to the series is they've figured out a way to keep Golden State from packing in the, the, the offensive rebounds and, um, there's a couple of times late in the game where you're like, oh, but it's it those it was off of those crazy long rebounds, especially late in the, you know, really late in the game. And I mean, Durant and Steph Curry, oh, those were just, I mean, Brian, those were looks that just, I mean, your heart's in your in your throat when you're watching them shoot those shots. They're so wide open. <laughs> Right. They got so physical toward the uh, what was about a minute, a buck 45 left in the game. You know, they were up by the Rockets were up by at least in double digits before that point. Oh, yeah. They they had gotten up to I I think it was about 10 with about three minutes to go. They were up by 10 and then they they slowly started to chisel at it. But I'm talking about this is those last couple of shots. I mean. I mean, I don't know about you, what you were thinking when you were there. I mean, what what was it like where I was everybody just holding their breath when Durant and Curry shot? Yes, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people had to go to work in the morning. They were like, okay, are we going to be grinding this out in overtime? Because, you know, I kind of heard some of those whispers uh, as well, especially when Curry hits a three that's at the top of the key and just bangs its way in. It just kind of, it's kind of like Plinko, you know, the ball just goes in the hoop and just keeps blinking around until it goes in. And I'm like, Oh my God, uh, what, what do we have here? But you know what the Rockets held on, you know, they, they, they were physical, you know, toward the end, you know, I think what with 2.9 seconds left, they had what one, but two opportunities to, to hit a three, to get the game even closer. And I forget what the spread was back then. I think they were down by, Oh, I want to say maybe four or five, and it would have gotten a lot closer there, but they missed uh, the attempt. The Rockets got the rebound with 2.9 seconds left, and then there you go. You know, it's just the Warriors just could not make, you know, the shots. And they- yeah, it's, it's four points at that time. So they were they were safe. It was it was four points, but the, they dodged some bullets, man. I mean, again, I mean, when Harden goes to the line, missing a free throw, you know, how many times have you seen that, Brian, late in the game where – Harden's got, you know, just make one of two free throws at the line or, or make two free throws at the line. You end the game or, I mean, we saw this, him miss a free throw at the end of that Oklahoma City game and, and that cost him. I mean, he does that all the time late in games. He, he, hit, he you know, he'll hit 80%, 90% and free throw percentage, probably 85 for the season. But in these big moments, he'll miss one out of two and it's always costly. It always seems like it's it, it's costly. Like uh, th- it could have been anyway in this game, but the, it, a lot of times it is. 
I know it's it, there's no excuse. You know, he's you know, he should be the MVP this season. I don't know how that's going to go. The votes are already in. But the man, I'm pretty sure, is exhausted. Yeah. No, no. 38 points, 10 rebounds, four assists. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he's got to be tired. But in that situation, would you have preferred? I would have preferred Chris Paul inbounding the ball and trying to get it to Eric Gordon for the free throws because I just I've seen Harden do this too many times and I trust Eric Gordon right now oh absolutely Eric Gordon's automatic from the free throw line and it doesn't matter the situation I mean he should still have his legs but you know Harden you know putting him on the line you know even though it's it's crucial he knows he needs to make those shots Uh, I, I would doubt that he would have you know the legs to just kind of get that oomph to get it into the bucket because it's all uh, it's all mechanical when you're shooting a free throw. And when you don't have your legs, you, you can shoot it off flat. And then all of a sudden you just bunk it off the top there. So that, I, I could definitely say that there's some credence into why he missed that free throw is because he's probably dog tired. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that that is true. Uh, Amon Shumpert, great in game three, really good early in game four. Brian, then he starts doing that weird jump stuff that scares me. Uh, guys are getting loose for open shots, and he's r- running away from the basketball and not in, in, in the spots that he needs to be in. He still hasn't figured out. You, you know, you stay, in, you either stay in the free throw, li- you know, at the free throw line, or you run straight at the basket. But you do not, you know, hang around in the sixteen to eighteen foot range if you're a Rockets player. That doesn't happen. Exactly. And it's the tale of two guards. When you compare him to Austin Rivers, Austin Rivers is perfect for this system. He knows where he needs to be at all times. He plays a little defense. I mean, he's not an elite defender, but he can do what he has to do to help his team win. But he knows his spots, when to shoot, when to pass it off. And uh, that that just comes down to great coach. I mean, he's a dookie, so I wouldn't expect anything less out of him. Plus, his dad was there uh, watching him on as well. Uh, I would leave the camera cut to him, but uh, yeah, his Doc Rivers was there tonight too. So I know that he coached him up on that as well. But Amon Shoppard, he had a nice uh, three-pointer at the top. And then there was a transition play where he uh, he got the ball. He moved up to the top, shot it right at about the free throw line area and sunk it just fine. Those plays are fine. He grabs the ball. He's in transition, moving around, and then all of a sudden, you know, he makes a shot. But then he does the stupid stuff, you know, the stuff that puts you back uh, on the bench. And then speaking of bench, I mean, come on, where's where's Kenneth Fareed? I mean, can is he that bad defensively where he doesn't get any minutes? I think his minutes in series, I think he played a little bit of game one, and that's about it. I mean, just think about how the guy feels, feeling like, hey, maybe I, I can make a contribution to this team. But you know how tight uh, Mike D'Antoni has his rotations. But uh, it's, it's just a shock to see. It, it, it's a, it's all about defense. He he just doesn't yeah. trust Kenneth Fareed and, and Shumpert. Don't forget, there was that incredible pass James Harden made to Fareed, or to uh, Shumpert underneath the basket. He misses yeah. like a wide open layup. It was it was oh. not pretty at all. Uh, J- James Harden. Brother, man, that guy goes down for the third time in the series with the hit to the head for the third straight time. Oh, man, I remember that. He didn't get the call. The third straight time he he gets hit in the head, goes down in a heap. Third time, he does not get a foul call. I don't know how you keep getting hit in the head and not get a foul call. And, you know, I I get it. They might have been accidental, but I don't care. If If you're getting hit in the head so hard that you're going to the ground, it's a foal, whether it's accidental or not accidental. Um, And Brian, that 
that that one in this game, he was fouled twice on that play. He's you know he's got the uh, breakaway. Not only does he get fouled by the 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 guy that's you know trying to run and block the shot, but you know overcomes the help. He gets fouled. He gets hit in the head. And you know that that's one that's called all day in the regular season. I just hate. I hate how it's. You're you're looking at two different officiated games, one for the regular season, one for this postseason. Brian, can we can we just ref the same way that you do in a, in a regular season game? There's no reason why you can't make these same calls. I mean, I I I don't understand that. I don't understand why you have to get practically, you know, gunned down before they will actually blow a whistle at times. And then sometimes it's like, well, there's a oh, there was a slight bump, or he was holding him, or it's an illegal screen. Well. Okay. You know, I mean, come on. It's it just it feels like we're going to try to call legal screens, but when a guy's going straight onto the basket and he gets plowed over by two guys, that's not a call. I mean, I and and it's you know, it's not just that one. I mean, this has happened over and over in this series where I'm like, I understand James's frustration because those are calls that are called 100% of the time. Uh, in the in the regular season, and 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 really, the, they're real foul calls. They're not, you know, flopping and fake. I mean, it's Harden getting hit on the arm or the wrist or the whatever. In, the, in this case, the head. This is going to be interesting because, you know, of course, this would not be in the last two minutes report uh, because this was much earlier in the game. But as you know, the Rockets, you know, their analytics department, they actually go through all the calls. And that's going to be definitely one, you know, as obviously, as you can tell, that's that's going to be missed. And I'm glad that they do that because they somebody needs to make the league aware of the calls that they're missing. And with Harden, you know, with him. I was wondering if he was going to be okay because you remember that brief moment where, you know, he had to leave the game. He went to the locker room. I was thinking he was being evaluated for a concussion. And then all of a sudden he trots back out. He's on the bench. He sits there for a while. And then Tony puts him in and then things are, are back to normal. And again, I, it, it looks like the guy's okay. But yeah, when you take, you know, shots to your noggin with, you know, elbows or, or forearms or whatnot. You, you, you worry about that because, you know, these, he's our star player. I, I'm just glad there's not a tent, Brian, that you, that they, that like the NFL, he's, he's good. Cause if there was a tent, uh, I don't know if he would have made it through any of these games in this series. Cause uh, as many times as he's gotten hit, I, I have to think and all these hits to the head are causing some concussions. Don't you? Yeah, I, I would imagine, and you know that they actually play through them, and you know you know how dangerous that is uh, to the body. But you know it's hard for James Harden to to be taken out of a game. He that that man wants to play, and I admire him to no end uh, for wanting to to do so. But um, you know what, with Draymond, you know I'm I'm just glad what he got tonight, and you know I want this series to be more physical. I don't condone violence uh, by any means, but Rob, you know we go way back to the old school, watching the NBA in the 90s. I, I want to see some schoolyard basketball, some shoves, some elbows. They need to just give him a hard, I mean, just be sly with it. Just give him a good elbow or just a good shot to the pills or something. Now, I don't there was know. a little justice with, with when James Harden uh, yeah. accidentally, accidentally hit Draymond in the head. <laughs> there, yeah. there was a little bit of that justice, a little, uh, you know, I, I thought that was karma, you know, as, as yes. the Twitter, Twitter people were saying, but yeah, I tweeted it. Yeah. Oh, now used it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you, Eric Gordon, uh, you mentioned him earlier. I'm going to repeat. He was only two of 12 for three, but 
still comes up with 20 points, continues to be the Rockets' most consistent, Brian, two-way player in the playoffs, the most consistent two-way player. Man, you know what? It just... This the last game he had, you know, where he had you know thirty plus points, and then tonight he's hitting his threes because you know back during the Jazz series, I was concerned <laughs> he, he wasn't hitting any. He couldn't hit the side of a barn, but I don't know. Maybe it's just the Warriors that he got up with. But this is the Eric Gordon that we signed to a four year, fifty four million deal right here. This is what you're getting. Oh, oh, he's he's a bargain. I mean, he's a yes, bargain. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I, I just, you know, with with just him being able to be right in this spot, you know, being able to, to, to hit his threes. Oh, and there was especially a good play where he was able to draw a foul where he kind of did like a jumping jack. I mean, this guy's drawing fouls as well, hitting his threes, going out there, being physical, getting uh, rebounds as well. He had four rebounds tonight. Now, he wasn't necessarily the greatest uh, shooting tonight, you know, six or 17 and two for 12 from three, but it was a little things that he did. He even had a block uh, to his credit, but he had 20 points uh, in 39 minutes. I mean, he pretty much was out there just about every minute uh, on the court. So what did you think of Chris Paul? I, I think Chris Paul was, was there to make some plays. I love the play toward the end of the game. And, and you remember this, well, Draymond is running up the court. He's he's running the break. And then Chris Paul just comes right from the right of him, steals the ball, passes it to P.J., and lays it in. Uh, it, it was a terrific play. So, I mean, it wasn't a spectacular uh, game for, for Chris Paul, uh, but he was able to get eight rebounds, and um, he had 13 points. wasn't his best game, but it was a little things he did to, to help his team win because uh, – if if Chris Paul wasn't out there, oh, it it, it would definitely hurt us uh, quite a bit. Not necessarily from his scoring, but just his ability to go out there and help his team make plays. He's also the motivational leader. He is the guy, the enforcer, the guy that gets in people's faces and says, "Hey, you need to get your, you need to get this right." You see him getting into Durant's hat a little bit. Durant yeah. pushed him. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that that, that was. And, oh, everybody loves to get in Durant, yeah, <laughs> get in Durant's chops because yeah. he he's so sensitive. Yeah, yes, you know, if if he can't get over a, a reporter asking him a simple question on whether or not you're going to be leaving after this season, you're going to be going to the Knicks. He gets all unglued. I mean, <laughs> he's always in his feels. <laughs> yes, always, always. Yeah, that's that, that's the craziest part about that. But uh, I'm 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 just loving the emotion from this series. Um, it's it's everything we've asked for, and, and even more. And um, I, I wouldn't compare it to like, you know, maybe like a Knicks Heat series, you know, back in the uh, early two thousands, because that was a lot more physical. You could get away with a lot more. I mean, there's no Jeff Van Gundy being drugged by Alonzo Mourning's feet trying to hold him back. Yeah, and... you're going you're going nineties <laughs> basketball right there. Yeah, I'm going I'm, yeah, yeah. It's never gonna get back to that again. But I'm just truly loving the uh the, the, the whole um just the whole atmosphere of this series and, and and what it's offering. And like you said, best of three. Did you see Steph like um was he grabbing his hand much? I mean could you tell at all or were you paying attention to what he was doing? Because you know, he's still struggling from three. He was, you know, he had 30. He drove. He made a bunch of layups, but he was four for 14 from three. Again, you know, just not the typical Steph stuff. And 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 I think Reggie Miller made a great comment, Brian, on the on the uh, on the on the television broadcast. He said, 
you know, just having to deal with Eric Gordon as much as he has on the other end uh, might be taking a toll on his legs a little bit. And you know those ankles are just as uh, thin as tissue paper as well. So you know any any uh, <laughs> any advantage that we can get uh, for Curry that 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 that's something that uh, we can definitely have on our side. But no, I didn't really notice uh, that he held his wrist or anything like that. Not anything out of the ordinary. Um, it, it it may be just mental. Yeah, just you know getting back in the group, but. You know, it, one of the greatest shooters of all time, you know, it's for him to be in this mode. It's it's very peculiar. And you do have a point. I can't rule it out. This man be playing hurt. Clay Thompson. Uh, where are you, Clay Thompson? The Rockets seem to know how, yeah. how to shut that guy down. He, he was one for six from three, five for 15. You barely hear them even talking about him on television. And, you know, this is the reason they're supposed to be so great is they've got you know, four all-stars, but Clay Thompson against the Rockets doesn't play like that. Now, maybe things will change. There's still a long way to go in this series, and I'm not going to say anything too loud about, you know, Clay Thompson is dead or anything like that. But uh, so far, Clay Thompson has not been much of a factor and typically against the Rockets. Uh, I think last year in that seven-game series, there might have been a game where he was a factor, maybe, maybe a couple of games, but it just doesn't seem like he's a factor more that often uh, in regular, the regular season games against the Rockets, they seem to know um, how to handle him kind of, you know, I guess cause him a lot of problems. And, and, and but uh, Brian, um, how do you feel about these last, uh, these last best out of three? I mean, how do you feel the, the, trying to win? You got to, you're going to have to win a game of golden state somehow, somehow. I really do think that the Rockets have a great shot at winning this series. And I, I do feel that they are going to win. They're, they're, they're not going to win game five, but they're going to take it back to game six, tie it back up, and then do it in the clutch in game seven on their home court. I mean, what would be a better way uh, to close out this series with the Rockets winning on their home court? They have done it before. Return the favor. During the season. Yes, yes. <laughs> they have done it before, and I don't see any reason why they're not capable of doing it again because that's, that's what I see. That's the way you write the book. And then we and then the Rockets move on to the Western Conference Finals, which that could be another, uh, you know, I'm getting a far, too far ahead of myself because, you know, you've got Denver and Portland waiting on you, depending on who wins out of that series. But to beat the Warriors is I, I think that is almost like a mini championship, in my opinion, because Daryl Morey, I'm pretty sure is up nights. He probably can't sleep. He's thinking about he's he's he's, he's in, has insomnia thinking about how can I beat this team? I know I can do it. What can I do? What, what players do I need to bring in to beat this team? And he is on track uh, so far to do it because this dynasty, although I respect it, I would I would love for the Rockets to to tumble it. Oh yeah, to crumble it. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course, of course we would. Of course we yeah. would. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for doing this, House of Houston. Rockets, Astros, Texans coverage. Everybody knows where to go. Fan sided. Guy grabbed you at the last moment. I appreciate you uh, uh, doing this right after the game and 
I, I'm amazed you've got a voice still. <laughs> <laughs> I went easy on it. I, you know, sometimes I'll go a little hard, but uh, yeah, I decided to to keep it uh, at bay. I, I just it's just never good when I get to work the next morning because I my voice I make a living with it, so I, I need to make sure it's all on point. So uh, I'm just so glad I'm able to do this, and as always, uh, it's a pleasure. You know, especially talking about my rock, and especially talking with you. Absolutely. <laughs> Just like sitting that sitting sitting that sitting down, having a conversation with a beer. You know, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh the yeah. series tied at two. The Warriors have scored four hundred and forty eight points. The Rockets four hundred and forty seven points. Harden hundred and forty three points on hundred and eight shots, twenty nine rebounds, twenty assists. Durant hundred and forty four points, one more point, a hundred shots, a few less shots, but Less rebounds, 20, less assists with 18. So it's about that close. It, it is everything that we expected it to be at this point in the series. We didn't think it was going to be that way after watching the first couple of games, but the Rockets are right there with them. Just also want to remind you guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, Houston Sports Talk, we've been doing this for five and a half years. Uh, so many great guests. Go look into the archives. Um, go listen back to some of our are, are better, you know, you'll find interviews there that you're, you're definitely going to want to listen to. If you like this, please on your social media, uh, share our, our post, uh, for a pot, for a podcast post or, uh, retweet us or whatever. Let your followers know that, you know, this is where you can get some really good Houston sports coverage. We're family friendly. We try to make it good. So if you're driving your kids to work or you're with your wife or your husband or whatever, everybody can enjoy this because it, it, there, there's not going to be any weird language. There's not going to be any talk that, you know, it's just going to be sports. We, we keep it to uh, the fun stuff and, and, and analysis and all that. Um, but, uh, hey, always enjoy talking to you guys out there, our listeners. It's a conversation between us, but it's between you as well. Let us know if you want want us uh, to do anything uh, differently or if you have a question for us or whatever it is. It's info at HoustonSportsTalk.net. That email address is in all of our uh, uh, descriptions of the show. Um, It's easy to find on on Twitter and Facebook as well. But again, it's info at HoustonSportsTalk.net. We'd love the feedback. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Touchdown!